No, he didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And hello and every, welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. It is 2022 season number one, week number seven. We're almost halfway through season one. This is ridiculous how fast it's going. We're fast approaching the 12-month anniversary of the podcast. I am Peter Wilco-Wilkinson. I'm joined tonight by two freshies. We've got Tim Corn and we've got Alex John. How is going, Tim? How is going? I'm good. I'm good. good. Thanks, Wilco. And hello, Alex. I'm uh, doing well. Happy. I've got my rig set up. The uh, process is moving forward, and that should be six seconds quicker every single every single car and every single race that I go in now. So, apparently, um, well, I no, heard you got some really good pedals that have some distinct advantages to them. Um, the as in you put well, your foot down and they go down, and then you put your foot on the other one and it stops. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking about special. No, we're not special pedals. Let's go. Special pedals that have macros. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't go there. That that's horrible to go there. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on getting your ring together. I want to hear about how that's going, but I want to hear Alex, John, right? How you been? Because we haven't talked to you for a while. You've been traveling through Adelaide and kind of weird places like that. Yeah, I thought I would try out Adelaide. Never been. Uh, I hear it's a great place. Ended up going there for two weeks work, spent one week in isolation in a hotel room. So yes. that was all, all very fun. You probably great, saw great. the best sights of uh, Adelaide <laughs> there too, aren't they? I, yeah, I know. It was like, oh, we've had this huge deluge of rain, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, there was a bit of rain outside my hotel room, but didn't really notice anything. <laughs> and they go, oh, it's flooding here and there. But yeah, no, it was all, all very exciting and in isolation. You know, I listened to a few podcasts, signed myself up to a heap of series that I realized were all on like the week I got back. And so that was a bit hectic uh, <laughs> getting set up for those. But, you know, back back into the swing of it now. I, I I like that you made Alex McKell the number one TCR driver for a couple of weeks there. That was really good. <laughs> yes, he uh, he's enjoying it. He's not really. <laughs> he's not at all. Um, we will talk about that later, I'm sure. But look, let's go to Brewster.coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R.coffee, and and plug Ashley Knowles stuff. Go over and check out the coffee uh, website. Find out where your local coffee shops are. Or tell people about your local coffee shops so they can enjoy it. Get the business going. Now we can get out and about. Borders are open across Australia. People should be getting out there and enjoying their coffee, and Brewster.coffee is the best way to do it. I don't know if it's best, but I'm going to say it. I don't really care. So let's get into I, – I, we usually get into what we've been up to. I just really want to get something off my chest. I felt terrible for the last probably 24 hours, a bit more. Um, so things have been going down in the community, and I'm not impressed by it. Um I don't think anyone in my circles are impressed by it, and I just need to get some stuff off my chest. I'm going to rant, you're going to listen, and you're probably going to disagree with me or, or agree with me, and you probably won't be listening to the podcast ever again, or you might listen to the podcast ever again. It just, I just need to say stuff. Um, obviously, if you've been following any of the drama that's been going on in, in um, the Australian iRacing community at the moment, there's a bit going on, but... Uh, a, a certain place decided to call out um, one of the high-profile members of the community, one of the hardest-serving members of the community, one of the crucial members of the, of the community in Jay Kennedy over the last 24 hours. Um, they did it in a, oh, we're not showing names at anything, but uh, it was clearly pointed at, at, at him and, pointed and, and, and showing him directly, calling him out for bullying um, with a screenshot was taken in a private room um, between private people having a private conversation about their private opinions. 
um, at no stage was supposed to get out to the public and someone did do the dodgy and screenshot that and then actively spread that through the community to um, obviously have one end, which is bring someone down and make someone feel terrible, which in any, like in, in most businesses, that's um, espionage for starters or whatever you want to call it, you know, taking down, a, taking a shot, shots to take down a, a business um, that is corporate bad stuff for starters, let alone uh, bullying as well. So um, quickly, my opinion is it's a private opinion. It's just, I think me, we talked about it before. It is the same as me sitting at the pub and talking about someone on TV who's playing a sport and saying that guy's a bit of an idiot. Um, it's it's no different to that. It's just in an online age where it, it is doing it in, in text between people. You're allowed to have a private opinion about not liking someone. That's not changed. In the, in the 41 years I've been around, you can have opinions of people and it can be a negative opinion. It may be very well deserved a negative opinion, um, but it is still, that's your opinion. Um, to then air that and, and actively attack someone about it, that would be different. But to just have that between your trusted friends, you know, it's something that happens. Um, what these people have done is basically filmed that conversation of, you know, someone having that conversation, calling someone an idiot on the sly and then spread that to someone high profile who could then uh, echo that in the echo chamber of the internet extremely quickly and to a lot of people with only one goal, which is to damage that person's credibility and, and livelihood. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. That's, that's the basis of it. Um, if they had any guts at all, they would then screenshot their whole private messages that they have between their friends and make them completely public. Otherwise, they've got no credibility anyway because I can 100% guarantee you that they've said something privately between their friends that's been negative about someone and there is no difference in that whatsoever. Um, the fact is that we've seen people involved in this publicly say this on public forums about people and not getting repercussions for it. So it just is massively contradicting. And then to turn around and just keep going at it when they've been called out for hypocrisy and all kinds of different things. And I just, I hate bullying for the start of it, but I really hate bullies who then turn around and say, I'm doing this for the better good because this person's bullying and I'm going to take them down because they're bullying. It's just crap. Don't do it. And I know the people involved in this are not going to listen to this and they're not going to change their mind and it's going to change absolutely nothing. But seriously, grow up. Or move on to some other community that, you know, wants the wants trolls fed. That's about it. That's all I've got. Tim, any, yeah. any other thoughts? Yeah, look, look I, won't, I don't, want, don't want to repeat too much of what you already said, but look, I, for me, um, that's the unfortunate place of the, the world that we're living in at the moment. Um, you know, the only thing that I would reiterate from everything you've said and probably the biggest thing I hate is, you know, sometimes there's people out there who are just nasty people um, and they just want to bring down other people. The part that I hate is when, you know, particular people will go out and say one thing to, about a particular person. Then three to four days later, um, that first time was in a public forum. Then three to four days later, that um, same person is up there, you know, trying to be the, great example of, you know, you shouldn't pick on bullies and calling out people for saying a certain word. Um, 
I think is pretty piss poor, to be honest. Um, it's not good form. And, you know, for some of these people that are involved who are, you know, very aspirational people to a lot of kids, people coming up through um, iRacing community, young racers, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people aspire to be in the position that some of these guys are. And whilst they don't need to cop shit, I totally agree with that. They don't need to cop it. But these these messages were set in private forums, so you move on and look. They're bi- some of these people are you know big boys. They've been around, like they've received bigger. They've probably heard worse things being said about them, just like all of us. Like take it on the chin and move on. Like we've got to remember what Jay has done to this community. And I've only been here for two years, involved in it for two years, and since the start, Jay has been um, on the forefront of driving um, Australian iRacing community. Uh, non-stop and what he does and how he's involved with iRacing overseas and what he does to present Australia to the, the rest of the iRacing community, um, you know, is is so valuable. Uh, I think we've got to keep those things in mind. Yeah, just quickly before I go to Alex, I just want to remind people that are listening to, to, the two, to one thing, basically. Imagine the IRA, Australian iRacing community without Jay in it and then imagine the iRacing community without these other fools in it. I tell you, one is a very better place to be in and one is a very, very, very vile place to be in. Alex, you got any thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't add too much more, but, you know, just a complete dog act and, and the irony of it all, um, you know, do, doing it nameless and faceless on a public forum, you know, you, you really got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and just, you know, wonder about yourself for doing something like that which which was um said privately and i'm sure that all of us like even us here included have have said choice words about another person you know in the heat of the moment um you know you get taken out and and it comes across it it comes out but um yeah to anonymously post that you know that that's the real um elephant in the room isn't it like everyone can see who's the you know who's the idiot here, yeah. and uh, and and really, you know, if if you want to do something right, just unfollow that page on Facebook because yep. I mean, you know, it, it may have started out as a sort of a satirical, fun page. I'm not sure because I got rid of Facebook probably two years ago and I've only just gotten back onto it because I'm needed <laughs> for all of the the sporting groups. Like it's just an evil necessity these days. Um, but, you know, just don't give it any oxygen. And then, you know, it it won't go away, but, you know, we don't need to, to fuel the, the fire anymore than it already no. is. 100%. So, look, for those who don't know the history of Locked On Lads, we, we've always been anti that kind of stuff, to be honest. Um, we've got our mental health channel and all that kind of stuff. We nurture people who are doing it tough. Um, the main thing we do is... And probably to our detriment, like this is the first time I've really covered a scandal type of thing in it. Like, you know, I've always done other podcasts about things and we've always just tried to highlight uh, the positive in the community and, and focus on the positive in the community. Every now and then it, it went negative, but this is the first time we've actually covered something like this. And cool, great listens, downloads are, are amazing. But at the end of the day, I would prefer to be the voice sitting in the corner sprouting how good people are in the community and just ignoring the bad that would be what I'd prefer. And if it's going to get us less downloads, it's going to get less downloads. That, that's where we're at. I don't mind. I will be that person who's sprouting the positive in the community and not worrying about the negative. 
this just boiled over with me and I was like, I know it has, has no weight in the community, but I'm like, I'm just giving up from this thing. I'm not going to support this community. I'm walking away. Like it's not going to affect anyone in this community bar a handful of people, but that's, that's where I got to. So I'm just going to now I've had my rant. We've had our say, let's just move on and focus on the good in this, in this iRacing community. If you've got anyone who you want to shout out and give and, and let us highlight, let us know, hit us up on the Facebook page, locked on lads. If there's anyone out there who's doing the tireless work in the background and, and from where we see it, there is countless people in this community that are carrying this community to where it is. Um, hit us up, uh, hit us up in the discord, lockedonlads.com slash discord. Uh, come join us and, and let us know about those people. We want to celebrate those people and we want to just ignore the others. So let's move into what we've been up to on that sour slash sort of negative note. Tim, mate, look, you've got the new rig. How good is it? Uh, I'm, well, look, it's early days. Uh, I Honestly, I was really surprised at how much of a change it would be. Um, and look, it will be a positive change in time to come. Um, but I was just blown away just by the difference in the pedals and the difference in the in the wheel just getting laps out. And I think the biggest problem I had was obviously going from one rig, which wasn't a rig, it was, you know, desk and Logitech, <laughs> <laughs> and then literally jumping out of that into the rig, um, the new one, the full the full setup. Uh, and the difference in, in the way the car felt going around a laps, driving, you know, I got into something that wasn't familiar. You know, my, my, my big thing about getting a new rig is to, you know, get sub 205. That's a goal. It's going to be a goal down the track um, at, at Bathurst in the supercar. I got on there. I, was, I couldn't even finish a lap because I was still getting used to it. Um, <laughs> so I jumped out of that and jumped in TCRs, which which is which I'm spending all my time in at the moment. Um, and look, it took took some time but within you know two or three days and making sure i wasn't doing 50 60 laps at a time i was getting in there doing 10 15 laps go away come back have a rest come back and just slowly building up that muscle memory and i've got that times and with the times which we're going to Aussie car results later started to get there there's still improvement and consistency probably the big thing at the moment is consistency and that's a big thing with muscle memory so i've got the feeling the feeling's not far off but getting the consistency there is going to be the big problem now but yeah look rig wise i'm i'm happy with it it's set up you know pretty 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 good i'm pretty happy with it there's there's not a lot i would change i may look at you know the bezel um asus bezel um hiders i might try and do some custom ones maybe with that um i haven't got anything audio other than my my headphones at the moment so i might have a look at that um but generally generally really happy with it um, uh, can i quickly yeah. ask can you can we go exactly what's in this rig i know we've probably talked about a couple yeah. of us, but, but what have you got in the in the rig I'm, um, I'm, i might just add i'm really hoping you've taken those power uh you know the the star rating stickers off that you monitor. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, for anyone how much knows, extra power he's got. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it helps me sell it to the partner that it's very energy efficient. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I've got three of them. It takes up less power now. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Look, I've got so the the rigs are TR80 um, with integrated monitor stand. Um, I wanted to go racecraft. Um, there's no question about that. That's what I wanted. Um, I did message John. John's customer service was fantastic, brilliant. But for me, um, convincing the partner of the money that you need to spend when you're doing the whole lot in one go is always, you know, not a simple process. But um, she was extremely. Hey, hun, that's um, only twenty thousand dollars. You'll be right. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that much. But um. 
so look, I had to make sacrifices in certain areas. Um, and I always thought the DD1, DD2 from a wheel perspective was probably just a little bit too much. So I went the CSL DD. It's fantastic. Um, I've got the R300 wheel with the universal um, CSL universal hub. Um, three 32s um, gigabyte curve screens um, they're great um, and they obviously got the free sync on them so that's that works in with my computer because I AMD graphics card um, and I had a had a three other monitors obviously from the dodgy Logitech setup that I had um, so my last setup my screens were 27 24 and 22 um, so 27 in the middle obviously right 24 and then left 22 so i've taken the 24 um and that's my fourth monitor above um which is great just got to you know work out how i use that the best um and then obviously the 32 sorry the 27 stay and has stayed on my my office my office computer my office desk um and i just split the hdmi out of this so i can use it still as one one um one rig and if i need to put something onto the 27 inch at where my, where my work desk is, I can um, just turn the, the screen on, I'll have that on in the background. Um, yeah, the rig I've got, oh, sorry, I've got the Husky pedals, who's got pedals, sprints, they're great. Um, uh, I'm, I, uh, Tim Tim Harris has told me the, that he has, he's set at 65 kilos, 64 kilos. And wow. I I said, mate, you, have you, a, you must, have, must have trunks as legs because, uh, <laughs> I uh, I've got mine. I had mine set at thirty initially. I was like, I'll slowly creep it up, and then as soon as Braden said he had, he said I think thirty two or thirty four. I was like, fuck this, thirty five. Yeah. Put up thirty five. Gotta be one better than him. <laughs> um, so I'll I will slowly increase that. Um, and what else? Um, yeah, and then just yeah, the the track race over gig that I've got, rig that I've yep. got is um it's got the rally seat, um, which for me I think is better than the GT seat. The GT seat's got obviously got the little um flips up near your ears. And I just I think at home and when you want to look into the right monitor and left monitor, it just it's just less less things in the way. Um yeah, look the seat's comfortable. I think it's gonna I'm gonna need to get some lumbar support for it and probably something to give me a bit more um cushion underneath after a bit of time, particularly for some Enduros. Um probably the yeah, probably the one thing I need to do um is i want i got to get gloves for the wheel i can feel that already going to be a problem um just the, the build up of sweat straight away um you've, it's obviously a lot stronger to hold and that sweat build up happens pretty quick um yeah and that's about it there's only other, other probably downside to all this is um obviously i bought a we bought a, a new house recently this is it um so there's a fair bit of work to do in the house so this room needs to be recarpeted at some point um which means and i've got laminate floors in here at the moment so that'll be all, i'll be ripping all that up but getting yeah. carpet means i've got to take the rig out of the room mm -hmm. which means i've got to take off all the monitors <laughs> to get it out <laughs> so luck yeah fun fun so that'll ho happen in the next three you never got the hybrid simulation quick release or the quick quick setup for the monitors yeah they weren't no nah, they weren't in stock yeah. they weren't in stock but oh, look like i think i'm pretty uh, nifty with that kind of stuff and look was it easy no but it just take it just took a bit of time um yep. it was fine and look they they line up really good now there's a really small gap in between but yep. i can't take that away because of the way the gigabyte screens are they've actually got this really small like two millimeter lip at the bottom so when you join them it actually pushes it apart yeah um but when you're racing you can't notice it it's it's totally fine and that's why i think i may see if i can create something with a bezel kit um and um, see if I can create something homemade and okay. see how it goes. Um, 
Yeah. Can I, before we get into your racing, can we go to Alex John? Because I need to hear his voice. Mate, what have you been up to for the last week? Because I, I, I know you, there's some TCR in there, but there's been some other stuff. What's been happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got back, um, jumped straight into the AOG Porsche, Porsche yep. um, League. It was first round um, of that league, which is one that's going to run right throughout the, the year. 20, oh, 20 really? rounds, I think, yeah. yeah um, we had that, is that the one that's with Daniel Yeaman was talking about the other week? So when we had him on, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so I had a had a go at that first round, um, and uh, really really good experience. It was um, you know something different. I I'd, I'd actually never driven that car until that night. Um, dri- driven <laughs> no. lots of the the old Porsche Cup car, um, and this one's a, a different. It's it's the same, but it's different. Uh, yeah. Is the best way I could describe it. Um, so it's going to take a bit of getting used to. Uh, it'll be good to have a bit of a play around with the setups and, and get it dialed in, but really good fun. Um, and, you know, being it's basically like a sort of a spec car, it, it gives you a good indication of where you are in the pack. Um, you know, they've split it into three different tiers, essentially, with the pros, the pro-ams and the ams. So I've ended up in the middle, um, thankfully. You know, there's some seven, 8,000 I-rated guys in there who are just insanely quick. So... So, uh, yeah, it was really good um, and really professionally run as well. We had the manual safety car and, and that was all um, really well done. And I've only ever raced with the iRacing safety car as well, which is basically pit. If you were at the back of the field, right, you just pit every lap and then you get that advantage when everyone has to go and fuel under the safety car. But with the no pit lane closed under the safety car at all. Makes a difference, um, doesn't it? Yeah, I was driving around. And I'm like, is this good for me? I don't know. Uh, should I go in? Should I go? I was, and, and anyway, I went yeah, in in just, the end. And I want to have a chat about that because we're running the um, the Sim Racing World, and they do a manual safety car as well. We've had a, mm. two a safety car in each weekend, uh, each round now, but they still close the pits for the first first lap for everyone, the second lap for anyone who's got damage, and then the third lap, I think it is, you can everyone can go in. Mm-hmm. And like we questioned John on it the other day, and I said, like, what's the theory behind it? And he goes, oh, you gave gave the explanation. I said, well, wouldn't it be more um, strategy if you just left it open? Um, because at the moment you're basically banking on safety car late if you pit early, and you can just get the win, or you you know it doesn't really make much advantage of, of doing it with a close. And he's he's had to think about. It, so hopefully we change it. But did you find it better, like seriously better that way? Well, well. Not for me because it was called as I was going through the apex of the last corner, so oh, it no. could have come about fifty meters earlier. <laughs> uh, but essentially, as long as you were still at racing pace, I don't think you really lost too much. Like no, if you, you waited, you've got to catch yeah. the safety car, which takes a good lap anyway. Exactly, and they close the pits once the safety car comes around um, and gets to the start finish line. They close it until the safety car, or actually until the last car on the line has passed the pit exit. Yeah, they close the exit, so, basically. Yeah, so you can't have cars coming out and, you know, joining the line midway or doing anything silly. Um, but no, I found it worked really well. Uh, it was really slick operation, and, and it, it was something different for me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I would highly suggest anyone who's doing a manual safety car do it that way. Mm. Um, closing it makes no sense. But where did you come? Uh, in that race, uh, well, it was two. It was a um a sprint series, a sprint sprint round. So, yep. um, one shorter race, one longer race. Uh, the first one going up through the S's at Watkins and uh, side by side with another car, 
just backed off a little bit because I really didn't want to be there. You know, new car wasn't really comfortable. Um, and we just had a bit of a net code coming into the left-hander of that S. And I was already, you know, wanting to back out of it and let him just come in uh, ahead of me. And, you know, we probably had about two feet between us and all of a sudden the car next to me is just sort of spinning and then perpendicular to me. And that caused a four-car pile-up. So, uh, you know, that was good fun. 10-second penalty, fine. That, that's fine. Um, and back of the field, which meant that the next race, I was sort of in and amongst all the AM races, who pretty actually pretty good as well. Um, so I had a, a good fun battle coming through to, I think, about 20th or 19th in the in the second race. So, so uh, yeah, that was that one. And on top of that, I've done the Aussie car at Hungaro Ring. Um, endurance yeah. round so you know jumping in there never driven that track so it, it's actually been a week of just trying to learn um it sounds yeah. like Braden martin again doesn't it tim <laughs> yep <laughs> but uh you know jumping around hungaro ring um trying to get to grips with that and, and i think qualified 10th or 11th or 12th or something sort of mid-pack and um bought that home for a fourth place at, at the end of the day and that was a really interesting track it's really hard to pass like you really have to take your opportunities when they present you and um, be, be a little bit aggressive don't don't let any opportunity lie um, but that was good fun and uh, finish it off with the tcrs which i think a lot of people um, the other night would like to forget some some people as we'll get to uh would be pretty happy but um again you know that was that was a learning experience i think i raced indy in the other direction once in skips so well, you would have done to... skips in both directions was that double up series we did where we went both directions mm. oh that's right yeah so yeah. that that was the only time i've raced indy um we don't ever seem to ever it's seem a great to go track there. and i don't understand yeah. why we don't go there more often yeah, yeah the yeah. other version that we did was the bike mm, yeah yeah the right, bike yeah. was the reverse one yeah 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 so uh yeah anyway learning learning in the tcr around there was good fun jumped in with a you know, 15 minutes of practice and at the back and then managed to get a, I think it was a 10th place in the second race. So that was, that was a good bit of fun to try and, uh, and leading. Dodge, dodge, you led dodge for a lap. Carnage. I did lead for a lap. Actually, Alex said that over the radio. I was like, oh, yeah. what? Really? <laughs> I, I should have, these, uh, yeah. These bloody green cars, seriously. Even ben <laughs> Snell, can't do any like, wrong. Seriously. Ben Snell jumps out of MX5s, literally jumps out, jumps straight in, qualifies second or something. And then obviously, you know, we'll get into results, but he ends up uh, coming second in the first race. And and he literally had no practice either. So that literally. was, you know, was, we go, come on, come on, Ben, seriously. No, but, uh, but yeah. green car. You got to put some green on your car and you're unbeatable then, I hear. So, yeah. Well, those locked on liveries are going to be very green very soon. Um, Tim, mm-hmm. I want to hear about the Coliseum, mate. What have you been doing at the Coliseum? Uh, a bit of practice um, because I haven't spent a lot of time in the next gen to start off with. Um, I haven't bought and, the track yet either. Oh, how dare you! Um, <laughs> it's not like we. It's not like forty-eight we're hours this we're week. racing there. <laughs> what could go wrong? There's, it's thirteen there's, second or forty-second laps. I can't. There's, there's not much. There's to not learn. much. Yeah, there's not much track to learn. <laughs> there's not much to it. The the cars got more horsepower than it did four weeks yes. ago. Uh, well, three weeks ago. Um, it's a brand new track that we haven't been on. You haven't been on. It's got no grip. Um, you'll be fine. Totally yeah. fine. Um, yeah, look, um, I bought the track, downloaded it. Track looks unbelievable. They've done such a great job with it. Um, and then obviously the next gen 
car just getting her added and to be honest it's just the laps that i did do i haven't done any this this week but last week i just i tried doing 40 50 laps just getting into that routine that of you know consistency of getting around around the track and you know the gear changes is an interesting one to be honest because the first time i jumped in it I was actually just going for um, second out of the corners and then break and try and roll it around. But watching um, Casey Kerwin when he was racing last week in the Coke series when they did the um, the special event, he was um, flicking from second to third, but really quickly. It was really interesting how he was doing it. And I hadn't even thought about it because I just thought, you know, you rev it up to high and just let it go. But that little bit of third just gives you an extra two tenths, three tenths, which was really odd. Um, but getting in the happy with that, because that was one of the first tracks I tried as well with my new rig, it was really difficult to be able to switch up and switch down really quickly because it's literally switch up in like second, obviously rev it up and then it's into third, but then you're almost putting it straight back into second um, and then control, controlling with your brake around that corner. Um, but look, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be... It's it's <laughs> a word to describe this. Uh, there's no points, so it's going to be fun. Um, and... Yeah. Is there any safety cars that they confirmed or denied that yet? I don't think there's such a thing as safety cars there. Is there? It's just, I is there? I don't so. know. No, I don't think there is because it's, I don't even know. I don't think there's even a pits there, I don't think. Um, well, imagine it, the safety car, it would be like the train would be right around. It'd be like yeah. the leaders oh, would no. be next to the tail. Well, there is a safety car. Sorry, if it's any yeah, but same no, as I, the I proper think race. In the race yeah. we're going, I don't think there will be a safety car. No, but there's got to be something to clear the cars quickly. I think that's probably the big thing. Yeah, big that's problem because... him flying through, hitting them out of the way. Yeah, what, I don't... What, what's the, the race format for the round that you're racing? Because I, I watched one um, just gone on the weekend where it was more like your dirt oval, you know, like you heats. had a whole heap of heats. heats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Heats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you, was it the next gen you're watching on the weekend? Because that yeah, would be was. the same. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. the same track. So um, same setup as that. Um, it's just it's a no points round. It's a bit of fun to start the you know long long Anscar season um, before we hit Daytona the week after. Did, um, did you find a bit more grip on the paint right on the the inside of the corner, or, or were you finding a high line? Because I was watching the IRL NASCARs practice yep. session the other day, and they were yep. experimenting all over the place trying to find um, the, the bit of extra grip, and were saying, "Oh, there's a little bit more on the paint, even though it's got all of those rumble strips sort yep. of um, embedded into the track." I, I didn't really find. I didn't find much different. I just found what I did find is like a typical corner hit the apex, the, the back end of the apex, um, and you're able to drive out of it a lot better. Um, you definitely, it's like such a small track. So that one-tenth, two-tenths makes such a big difference when you're doing it lap after lap. And there's not a lot of obviously drafting that on a, such a short track. So um, I assume I finding a line on that track is going to be near impossible when you're racing because you are going to be so heavily dependent on the car next to you. And the car behind If there is a car you. next to you. Yeah, if there is a car next to you. If you and get your lane... Lap, there's, there's going to be someone near you at any, any point in time. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you'll find, I think, that there's, if you can get your line, you, your safer spot's just trying to stay single line around the track as much as possible, yeah. unless people are going to do that deep dive. But they're not gaining a lot by deep diving because whoever's on that inside line um, who's always got the speed and get dry, get the drive out of it, you won't get up on the inside. But if you're taking a, a deep line or you're taking a really slow line on the apex, the cars that are coming on the outside or even on the inside are going to get the, the speed up and be able to get the traction to go take the um, take the lead up that, that inside. 
And the racing I saw too, it seemed like the start of the race is critical. Like it sort of sorts itself out in that first couple of laps. And then you've got, you know, the, the big quicker guys starting to just pull away and, you know, everyone's sort of getting into a, a single file sort of just possession in the end. So yep. it's really got to make your moves early. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because it doesn't, this is one, one little problem I have with some of the short track racing on iRacing is there was a lot of like biffing you know rubbing doors tapping tapping bums which you know obviously there's zero x's there but um much of the racing that you saw the other night would be more than zero x's and it's not like it's accepted but it's a part of short track racing um uh, where a little bit of push pushing is is accepted um where you, you're just not going to get away with that in iRacing racing as much um so anyway look it'll be fun yeah it's Anscar thursday night you'll see two rookies take the track and and Battle for no points. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, let's. I want to hear about TCR though. From your angle, what happened on on Monday night? Uh, what happened? So we went to yeah, Indy uh, Road uh, first race. Qualified really well, actually. I qualified. Um, oh, jeez, here we go. Not even prepared. Uh, qualified. Is there any fifth. truth to the rumor that Braden's not on tonight because he played, <laughs> he raced so badly? Is that what? Well, there could be some truth to it. Um, he, you never know with Brayden. Um, he, if he, his internet is cutting out tonight. His internet's in cutting out. Yeah. Well, look, if you had heard him in our discord chat, um, the many words he uttered during the night, he's, um, he wouldn't be allowed on the podcast because of the amount okay. of swear words he used. Oh, it's a very, um, it's a very episode to be on if you wanted to rant and rave, to be honest. It, yeah. And he jumped into practice, you know, 15 minutes before the end and it's, you know, the typical thing. Oh, I don't want to be here. Why am I doing this? I should have sat out. Um, and then three laps later, and I can't find speed. I've got no speed. And then comes up with the fourth fastest time or something in practice. Um, and then, um, yeah, look, I, I, my first race was really good. Um, I was happy with my first race. I made mistakes, but look, I qualified uh, fourth, which was my best result of the season. Um, and race started first corner was always going to be a bit of biff. Um, and just pushed through a couple of cars in front, you know, disappeared. Um, I think um, Jordan was there. He got tagged or he lost control. I can't remember, but um, I just stuck behind him. So I had for the first three, four laps, I had Ben Snell in front of me and um, Ryan, Ryan just took away, uh, flew away from us. Um, ben was just in front of me and I felt like I was faster than him and I got in front of him and then I just kept making silly mistakes, just small little mistakes, and it allowed him to stay with me. Um, and then he didn't want to overtake. I could just see him sticking behind me, and just I would just say I could just see it happening. I just like he's going to wait until that last 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 lap. He'll overtake me on the straight, and then it, I actually felt really confident the way that I was exiting the last, second last corner, last corner. If I had exited it the right way, I would have got him. I really felt really confident about that. Uh, but he he was he, I don't think he would have got me, but. I made too many mistakes in the last lap, which cost me uh, about a second and a half just on the last lap. Um, so I had no chance of catching up to him um, at that point. Um, I, I was I was in Discord with him, and he said, "Oh, he's getting off that last corner really well." And then I remember it got to about the last lap, and he said, "Oh, he's stuffed that," <laughs> and, and he was coming through. <laughs> yeah, just it's just it's just consistency. Like it's yeah, and it's obviously it's so it's been a problem for me, and it's just more laps of getting used to it. And obviously, new rig, I'll blame it on the new rig. But yeah, definitely. Oh, look, I was I was I was really happy with it. Um, best result of the season. Um, and you know what? It made me feel pretty good about the second race. I was just worried about the carnage. But what doesn't help 
is all this impending drama that's going on in the background. And here I am checking Discord, seeing if there's anything <laughs> new on Facebook. And then the guys are talking about good luck. And I'm like, okay, cool, we'll jump in. Missed your start. I was like, you oh. idiot. <laughs> what, did what did was you take it? out half the field and cause a safety car though when you missed the start? No? No, no, You haven't no, done a no. Okay, cool. No, I didn't do that. But what I did do is I jumped straight in the, straight out. And I actually come out. I was surprising at any on that track. You actually come out. I come out probably 15th, 16th. But the speed of the other cars just caught me towards the end. But I made sure I stayed on the inside. And Tom, I don't know what Tom was doing, but Tom come across and hit me and like I was on the right on the apex I was really slow but he had I was trying to give him as much room as possible and I've tagged him um he did a little spin and we just both kept going it was fine but then the next two three laps were just a mess um just everyone at the back I had no chance of catching up I ended up there's three of us at one point there was three of us going down the main straight it was me Brady and Brayden um because Brayden had didn't have a good start as well um and um yeah we're just going down and I think because I'd been off on the grass earlier in that that lap, the hard braking, I think, impacted where I broke, uh, break for that corner, and I just missed it probably 50 meters, um, and went too far. Missed, it didn't even get close to the apex. Completely my fault. I hit Brady and then um, I hit Braden. Went off on the grass and just kept going. It was just, it was just a mess. The whole race was a mess, and you could just, unfortunately, the mood was down. The whole race, you could feel, you could hear it when everyone was talking. <laughs> no one was really excited to be there, and um, everyone was a bit depressed. I think, but. Um, at the same time, you know, I think there was a lot of people making errors there, and SLL was one of them. But even when people made errors, there wasn't a lot of, you know, biffo back. It was just like, okay, all right, I'm just going to move on. Um, so you look happy with race one, wrapped with the race one result. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've had similar speed to that all season. I just haven't been able to put it together. Um, and then, um, yeah, race two was um story of my season. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck, mate. Bad luck. It's all good. Here's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I just want to answer the other rumor that's going around. There is truth to the rumor that Braden's not on tonight because he didn't have any good words to say about SRW, uh, the stewards. He got a bit of a, a cop to fine. Uh, had to had to did a <laughs> bit of time in the pits to cool down, and he wasn't happy about that and and left pretty unhappy. So that that is definitely true. And is there any? So is there any? What's the, what's the story behind the rumor? Uh, it was hilarious. So <laughs> he won. He won the first two races, right? Pole position by about two and a half minutes or something rather, and then led start to finish both races, uh, and then got the reverse grid in the sec in the third race, and um, got behind. He was sitting third, got behind uh, Peter Morris, and then um, went off track, and then thought he nailed the re-entry to get in behind him, but clipped Peter instead of the getting the gap which um, spun Peter Morris around, which then put him sideways on the final turn at Silverstone and the whole field coming past him. And at one stage, he got clipped, which blew his engine. So Peter uh. Morris was then out of the race. Um, Braden was deemed to be at fault because obviously he was. re-entry <laughs> was bad, uh, but it also then caused the person to be out of the race. So not only was it a drive-through, but it was a 90-second stop and hold. Oh, geez. So, yeah, at Silverstone, there's a two-minute lap. It um, didn't end very well for him, unfortunately. So, um, look, he, he was swearing black and blue. It wasn't his fault. He, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. And then he went to the replay went, oh, hold on. No, I think I did do something wrong there. And we explained the, 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 that P 
Peter was out of the race and that's probably why it was so severe and he sort of went, oh, okay, took his medicine. And then he left the Discord after we had a chat and then Lockie Caples, the actual um, steward, jumped into our chat room and um, wanted to apologise to us uh, because he was so... Yeah, so, okay, before I go there, he, he wanted to thank us first because we talked about him on the podcast the other week saying how good a job he did in round one and how, you know, it's an un unthanked job and he did a really good job of it and wanted to thank him for it and it put a smile on his day he was walking to work and or walking to whatever it was and heard it and he's like oh you know someone appreciates me which is you know something you don't get in that kind of role very often and then he had to penalize two of us this both of us in this race <laughs> and he's like i'm so sorry i didn't want to do it but i had to and i'm like it's all good yeah. um but yeah it just was good timing that Braden left just as Lockie jumped in and me and roy are sitting there going we're gonna stir this up gonna be so funny Braden's left where you know Roy, uh, Lockie came in to have a crack at you and, and you left and you know it was really <laughs> good but um yeah it's a good it, rule from that there is a good rule to to learn from that though and that is that Ira actually made this point in his Aussie card discord last night and that is sometimes and I, like I personally have been doing this and whenever there's an incident that I'm involved in I try and refrain from saying anything take over a breath. There. Yeah, yeah and just but it, it, you know just say race control whether you think you're in the right or wrong and they all sort it out later, get out, have a look at it because there was incidents last night. I didn't think I actually, to be honest, at the time when I took that corner, I actually didn't think I'd actually missed it by that much, not even close. Um, but I was nowhere near it. I was absolutely nowhere near it. And I did, that's why I posted in Aussie cars straight away. I was like, Ira, penalty, me. <laughs> Take well, it. <laughs> Take we're it. Ra we're racing, race along in race two, and I'm stuck behind Callan for ages. So I had a bad night. Bad race, uh, not a bad night. I had a bad race two with Crisscross Motorsport or, or Crisscross Racing or whatever it is with Bra Brad Paul, Brad Wall, one of the series organizers, and Callan Hodgson. Now, Callan was in front of me for ages, and he just, I couldn't get past him. Every time I went to get past him, I'd get a run and he'd just end up in front of me and cut my run off. And, you know, it's just that's the lines he was taking and I was just probably being bad at overtaking that in a V8, which, yeah, that's me. First time, second last, last corner, I went in, he stopped on the apex, I tapped him, he wiggled and um, I, I held back so I didn't, you know, go any further and he got his control and I made sure that I didn't go past him and then we went off racing again. Second time was turn three, the, the, the weird S's at Silverstone in the new track. And um, he stopped wide of the apex. I've locked up, which has then pushed me wide of the apex. And I've hit him in the rear and spun him. And I'm sitting there watching him in the rear vision mirror facing the wrong way. I'm like, I'll stop for him. I'm like, oh, it's going to be ages. And I don't know if I'm 100% at fault. Let's just go on. And then I'm here waiting for him to call it over the radio. And he doesn't call it over the radio. So I'm like, ah, oh, race control. Can you look at that, please? I think I'm at fault. Can you give me a ruling? I think the only person ever to call himself out in race control over chat. Um, but then he's like, oh, half a lap later, he's like, yeah, can you uh, redress that, please? And I'm like, yeah, no problems. <laughs> so, redressed it and it was fine. And um, he's like, oh, your racing completely changed after that. He said, you looked so, like, it was so different. You just didn't want to go in here anyone. And I said, that's exactly what it was. I just, I, I'd already caused someone grief and I just didn't want to do it again. But the yeah. worst part was I got stuck behind these two again, coming into the last corner on the last lap. Nowhere to go. They're on the outside, going bogged, coming out of the final corner. I've got a good run, and I've gone to go the inside of them to try and get the run down to get both of them on the finish line. And Brad Wall had stuck up the inside of me, the other crisscross driver, and I tripped over his nose and then spun out. He 
waited for me and let me go across the line first, which was great. Thanks for redressing. But I think I was probably, I don't know whether I was in fault by cutting across his nose or what, but anyway, I had a bad race too. So um, race one was good. I jumped on with like five minutes to go, or, you know, 10 minutes to go in quali and qualified 19th of like 23. So it wasn't very good there, but crash early car hit me from the side in the first corner. Um, Safety car came out, so I got a new car, so it didn't really affect me too much. I uh, got back to 15th and then started race two in 15th. Had obviously all this drama, which pushed me back to, I think, 19th. I finished in that race, so it wasn't the best two races, but then reverse grid, which didn't help me. Sorry, inverted top 10, which didn't help me because I'm still 19th, um, but battled back to have 10th in the bag until... I saw Roy Clark behind me coming fast at me and just fully choked, as, as big a choke as I've seen with two laps to go. Uh, one off track, which caused me a, a 1.5 second um, slowdown. And, you know, when you're that slow, you get a slowdown, you're like, yeah, it'll clear itself. I've got like 10 seconds into it, and this thing's gone out to a two-second slowdown all of a sudden, and I'm like, what the hell? So I had to really, really slow down, and that closed the gap and then just missed a whole heap of corners. And then Roy got me on the last corner, um, missed my braking marker and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, eleventh in the in the third race, which was a fairly good result for a, for a twenty minute, you know, quick quick dash and move into the enduro next week, which is pretty cool. But other than that, playing around with some new gear I've got, so I've got to send you a a, a new microphone because I've got a new Audio Technica DP40, and I've got the Go XLR here, so I've been playing around with that, which is pretty cool, and I'm enjoying that. And we did a test broadcast on the weekend, just randomly got four of us together in chat and were broadcasting some random races. Uh, um, we tried to find an MX-5 bottom split, but we couldn't quite find that at the time. But we we found a top split skippy race and randomly had Braden in voice and we had Carl Withy in voice. So we went, I'll, be, I'll produce and you guys commentate. And we did a, a random top split skippy race from like Saturday afternoon or something or other. It was ridiculous. Uh, Nao Nagai took it out, I think, by a long way. But um, Neil Gardner was in there. There was a few Aussies in there, which was pretty good. But if you want to check that out, it's on our uh, twitch.tv slash LockedOnLads channel. And, um, snuck out some some sneaky little marketing to do with Locked On Lads TV, which was another thing. We'll get hopefully more of that announced next week when we get closer to announcing everything. But, yeah, it's good fun. That's what I've been up to. I've been talking too long, so take over. What are we doing? We're going into the news because there's not much news to talk about this week. There's a lot of results though. So let's just hammer through the news. News brought to you by LockedOnLads.com slash Discord. Jump in there and have a bit of fun. Uh, check it out, all the cool stuff we've got in there. and Get your Wordle results in there. Game of the month is Wordle mm-hmm. now. So everyone's playing. Jump in and give us your results. I couldn't believe I bloody missed one. Broke the streak. So devastated on Monday. Yeah, I can't missed it today. Oh, did you? Yeah. How did, how did you meet? Oh, no, we won't go there. We're, no spoilers. <laughs> um, so let's get into the news and results. Now, oh, sorry, the news first up. I want to quickly touch on the results from, oh, no, it's not news, but it's the results because the the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars Sprint Series um, Championship, sorry, um, finished up this week. So it's been, a, been going for a little while now. And unfortunately... Locked On Lads podcast guest from a while ago, Alex Bergeron, didn't win. 
um, which is a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, Cameron Miriam won. Uh, Alex came second. James Eden third. Braden Isla fourth. Hayden Cordwell fifth. Uh, Logan Rumsey sixth. Kendall Tucker seventh. Tyler Shell eighth. Evan Say ninth. And Blake Majulis in tenth. Who I should have an interview with Blake lined up at some stage. I was supposed to do it last year, but well done, Blake, there. Uh, quickly shout out to Aiden Beerline, who got 15th, which is. Um, I'm not sure where the final split for automatic entry for next year is. I think it's 15th. So I think he automatically qualifies for the Pro Series next year. Unfortunately, friend of the show, Clayton Davies, got 18th in the series. So, first of all, 18th. Excellent effort and, and really good. Finish to the season, he was getting some very, very good results in those last couple of um, races, especially the last one as well. So, well done, Clayton Davies, um, on getting 18th in the Pro Series out of 35 drivers. Well done. Um, yeah, and Timothy Smith was down there. There's um, there's a few different names floating around, um, but uh, Clayton Tilly down in 26th as well. So, well done all those Braden shoot in 16th actually so um shout out to all those involved in that and another great series by iRacing which they've got a new uh championship that just announced as well so um the off-road truck championships pro series is coming in winter so that'll be sort of mid-year in 2022 which is pretty exciting uh, so June 2022 is the um, is when it kicks off, which is pretty cool. There's a hundred thousand dollars, sorry, hundred thousand. There's twenty five thousand dollars purse. I'm adding a zero onto the champion. We'll get ten thousand uh, dollars. So this is the trucks. Uh, we'll be racing on dirt, which is always good fun to watch. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So you got to have a B class. Um, oh, hold on, no. 24 drivers will qualify for the series um, by their season-long results in the B-Class Pro 4 Open Setup Series over the course of 2022 Season 2. So if you are interested in racing in this, that is what you need to do to qualify. Um, and then June 2022, the the top 24 of them will battle it out to find out who is the world champion uh, in iRacing. So that is very, very cool. You, I'm sure, Alex, you'll be able to just jump in and Give that a crack, won't you? Oh, for look, twenty-five grand, absolutely. Uh, I, you got me really excited when you was going a hundred, but uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no, I, I'm night. actually, I'm uh, hoping that the uh, the big trucks come back for the SimSpeed um, series, yeah, that they had, and I just wish that iRacing would put jumps on road tracks. That would be so awesome. How good would that be? It's, yeah, it, I really do. I, 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 that is news I probably should have touched on too. Um, the Pro Truck Showdown uh, is coming back. They're, they're tentatively looking for March for kickoff. Um, so, yeah, they're sort of taking names now for the Pro show, pro, pro Truck Showdown 6, or, or interest anyway, to see if there is enough interest out there, uh, which there definitely will be. So keep an eye out for that one in March, hopefully coming to SimSpeed channel near you. Um, Surely it's um pretty easy to add jumps on any track you'd, you'd well, think Bass so has had to jump <laughs> True. So, <laughs> well <laughs> did you see the clip of the mx5 race where old mate got yes they went forward mm. into the chase and one of them went sideways and yeah. nailed it 
I've never nailed seen it, the yes. jump hit from that angle. He nailed it, and it was just the. I reckon there was wheel spin on the ripple strip as he's re-entered, and it's kicked him sideways and ruined his race. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it might, it might have been half? Was it half his car on the grass and half the car was on the tarmac? Maybe that. I think was he got. Wrong. I think he got hip and shoulder off, didn't he? Yeah, it was hip car. and shoulder. Yeah. There was a three wide, a four wide hip and shoulder too. It was the inside guy hipped, and then the shoulder of all of them hit him, and he went straight to that wall. I I wonder whether he was like, I'm going to try and go. Oh no, stop it! I'm just going to go over the jump. Just go yeah. jump. Sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but he nailed it. Like it was just a perfect. Didn't clip anything, and then it was yeah. So I assume he's just put his foot. If he had it just coasted, he would have been right. There's there's definitely some accelerator there that's kicked him because he just kicked yeah. sideways violently into the he, wall. Yeah. Um... He wouldn't have cleared that slow that slowdown though. There's no, no way, no <laughs> chance. But um, back to your point before, I do feel, and probably nothing's changed. Maybe it's just my own head, but I feel like the slowdowns have been harder to clear over the last couple of months, uh, last two or three months, uh, last two months, because I've had a few, particularly at um, Indy, and it it some of them I just was slowing down because I used to you know put my foot slightly on the brake or something yeah. to slow my car you down. Clear it over a couple of corners if you just yeah. brake early, coast a bit more and stuff like that. Easy. But now I feel like you've really got to lift off before it starts to move. Yeah, no, I I haven't noticed it because I don't get slowdowns. You know me, I just stick to the track. I'm not one of those pros who push the limits everywhere you can. So yeah, no pros here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You who's TCR Pro class? Is that what you're doing? Are you? So, hopefully, we'll get you in the um support series. That's what we've got to really see you in. Get you on, on nice. Stops TV in the Locked On Lads. Sign, sign up. Good. Come come do it with me. Oh, you signed up? I've signed up for all of them. Oh, for all like, of them? Mm. Well, where's the sign Except up? the Jetta. I'm not going to drive a diesel. Yeah. So, I think that's my problem is because I, the link that I found today says it's broken. Okay. Uh, we'll so. get you in. It's all good. Yeah. I, I got um, a very nasty there. message on Monday morning. From from one Mike who said we missed you on the weekend. Where was your car in the the twelve hour? And um, yeah, I felt guilty, but anyway, he held a spot for yeah. us and everything. But it's okay. Right, it's very nice of him. Would have been yeah. nice. Yeah, we had a Excellent. wild card entry. We could have got in. Yeah, yeah. if yeah, I yeah, I wasn't ready to be. We would have been. That. We would have been one of those cars on our roof at the cutting, causing a safety car though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. or we could have been a, a team of drivers that had a driver drive for too long. Too long. Mathematics was not is not our not our um best suit, I guess. I'm sure we're, we're going to get, we're gonna get yeah, to that, that surely, aren't we? We're going to get to the twelve hour because there was some good stuff in there. Yeah, we will. There is there's a results section for the twelve hour. It will kick off our results section. I just want to quickly touch on the one thing I did watch for the week. I touched on it last week, and I got the guys really excited about it. The Grand Turismo Seven State of Play happened between the last two episodes, and I am super keen. I know it's PlayStation Five slash PlayStation Four, and I know it's it's not. It, it, it's sim and it's probably the bigger sim than iRacing because it's on PlayStation. We've talked about that in the past too, but this thing looks phenomenal. The, they're talking, they're giving a lecture during this state of play on how the weather actually works. Like they're not just going, you know, clouds do this and that. No, no, the earth rotation causes things to move around and they're doing this, they, they're going right into it and they've gone, we've simulated this in the game. So it's not just, and it's based on, you know, so it's not just we're putting rain in the game, which cool they've had it's, rain, but it's, they're selling the sizzle. There's no truth to it. It's just selling the sizzle. I know it was so good though to, to hear. It. Like yeah. I'm just like, what? It wasn't like a two second spiel or a ten second spiel. It was like a good minute and a half. This dude's talking about how weather's created, and I'm like, you're going a bit long with this, but I'm digging it. 
this is pretty cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, Don't so it's, it. the, the weather in Dubai is going to be very different to the weather in, you know, Texas and stuff like that. Um, but the, the way that they showed the fast, uh, like the fast track version of the, um, the rain coming through and the track getting wet, getting pooling puddles of water and then drying out and getting them wet again and then getting the dry lines again just looked phenomenal. And it's similar to what iRacing was talking about with the pooling. It pools up properly. Yep. A lot of that was very similar to how iRacing was talking, but it just looked phenomenal in the game, and I can't wait to play it. And the graphics of this game and, and the cars that they're showing, it, they're building it as like a, an experience for car lovers and an experience to make people car lovers. So it's got like the museum there for all the old cars and things like that, but just, just looks phenomenal. Yeah, look, the graphics a, look amazing. Look incredible. Yeah. So we'll see I, how it goes. I, I I played Devil Advocate here, and yeah. I I haven't watched the um the video, but I've I've read through a bit of um what they've released or what's been presented, and I don't know that they're doing anything that's not really been done before. No, there's nothing like. What they're doing is giving you the same stuff, but polished up a bit. And PlayStation's really good at that. Like they're not going to reinvent the wheel. They're not going to do anything. Like, cool. The, the big thing would be, hey, all these cars now have full damage. And do they? And, it, do they have no, damage they this time around? No, exactly. No, come on. But that's a decision they've made for a very long time, and and I understand where it comes from. But yes, that would be the definitive thing of that would that would put a lot of other racing games in bed and that'll be the end of it because this is a still a simulated game and they do put a lot of emphasis on the simulation side of it rather than just being an arcade racer but they've got a music rally in there tim what a music rally so it's like checkpoint system but it's to the beat of music so that you've got a it's it's extremely weird to to try and explain and it makes no sense but it's something to do with a good job of it yeah, so <laughs> the, the the music beats uh, you've got to get there like by 126 beats, and 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 then you get time extended, but it just adds more beats onto the music. Right. And it's, it, then there's this music replay function that actually you press replay and pick this music option, and it'll change the music to and 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 do a replay for you based around the music. So it'll start, you know, it'll. If slow sections, it'll do some kind of a slower music, and then in the really high beat areas, it's going to add in fancy music. It's just look, you actually whistle, you actually had me partly interested up until the point that you started talking about a music rally. Yeah, that's going to be good. It's the no, real, the, it real no, no. the real simulator. <laughs> it's a real simulator. I know that's why <laughs> but... I took the big contrast there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all it, the other part that it rem- reminds me of, all I can think about is the original Daytona games where you got the noise going off in the background and you hit your marker and you get an extra, you yeah. know, more time. Yeah. Um, that's that's all I can think about. Um, yeah. But the look, graphics look great. Um, the audience that buys um, the GT games is, is going to love it. Yeah, that's about it. But I just wanted to touch on it again because I did talk about it. There is a big announcement coming in with AI in the next couple of days as well. So we'll see what that is. That's about it. Uh, that's all for the news, unless you've got something to throw at me last minute, breaking news or anything like that. I can't see anything floating around no. in my chat. No, so. I, I just uh, I did notice on Steam last week that uh, 
Cartcraft has gone full yes. fully released now. So, and I believe that's an actually uh, it's an Australian development as well. Mm, There's a couple of Aussie, yeah, a couple of Aussie cart tracks on there. Um, and yeah, now it's it's full. So I'll uh, I'm going to wait for that to come on special and add that to my library of other games that I haven't played. Yep. Excellent, definitely. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, I'll buy that and I'll sit there and I won't play it at all. It's really, really annoying. But um, look, that's graphics. It. Quickly, yeah, well, the graphics yeah. look amazing on it. The graphics look amazing on it. But I think the big killer with that, what people were waiting for, was multiplayer. That's right. Yeah, which is why I held off. Yeah. So is that in the release? I I'm not sure to be honest. I, I had a quick look. VR is in there. Um, the graphics are insane. What they've done with it uh, is just unbelievable. Um, no, it, it still says single player on the um, yeah on the page. Struggle. So it, it is going to be a, a hot lapping um, card game. Yeah, they just need someone like iRacing to buy it, and then <laughs> yes, please. I would love that in iRacing. Yeah, no, definitely. So I want to quickly touch on one thing um if i can get these results up before we go into the results so we've got one last bit of news that i almost forgot to put in just here uh because i didn't put it in the doc we have an australian going to the formula women which uh competition which we've talked about in the past we've actually had grace on to chat about um early on when she started her journey uh, i got to sit down with grace last night and actually have another chat with her now she is closing in on that traveling overseas moment. So uh, she's about to head over to do the final 50, the stage two or the test two of of the competition, which is daunting as hell, I can I must admit, but for someone so young, I can imagine it was even more daunting. And, you know, but her, she's taking it in a stride. She seems like she's all excited for it right now. And, yeah, we've got to spend about 15, 20 minutes with her talking about what's what's ahead. So... Have a listen to what Grace has to say and then please go over and go to her GoFundMe and just chip in a little bit of money if you can afford to because this is going to be a very expensive uh, trip to try and, you know, only Australian heading to England to try and, you know, win this competition. But um, yeah, any, any little cent can help. But uh, take it away, Grace. And welcome back to the podcast, Grace. How are you going? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problems. You know we love to have you on the podcast, especially when you're doing really cool things like you are. But how you been? Pretty good. You know, getting all ready for all, everything. Just kind of gearing up at the moment. I bet you it is. I bet you it is. Did you think it was going to be this crazy leading up to going when you decided to go for it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I definitely did not think it would get this far. Um, it's a bit crazy at the moment. That's it. So run me through what's what sort of happened since we talked last to get to this point. Um, so I completed my first assessment and then I got through to the top 75 of the, com- um, of the competition from over 800 applicants. And now I'm ah. about two weeks out from heading to the UK to do my second round of assessments. You know, just nothing small, just, you know, doing a few things, keep yourself <laughs> busy, just, you know, beating out 700 people for a spot, you know. Yep, pretty much. So you're down to the final 75. Um, yes. How, how does that feel? Um, very exciting, but a bit stressful. <laughs> just a little bit stressful, I can imagine. Uh, so you've only got 74 more people to beat. That's fine. Yep. Can we go to the test day that you did? 
a couple of what when was it was it just before christmas at this stage yeah just before christmas yeah okay so on that day how were you feeling before and after the test Ah, oh, i was really nervous <laughs> <laughs> um i think the whole week before it, i was really stressed out um i didn't really know what to expect i didn't have um that big of an idea of what was actually like going to happen um but then once i got there and did the assessment it was um it was just really exciting to have done it and afterwards i just felt really good and happy with how i went so at that stage do you think yeah cool i've got a chance at this or yay cool i've just had a really good experience i don't care where i go to from here uh, both. I felt like I did have a pretty good chance. Um, I think being the only Australian applicant probably um, gave me a good um, kind of foot up in the competition. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just felt pretty happy with how the whole thing went. Sweet. Very, first of all, congratulations. It's a very big effort. Thank you. What's it like doing laps around Sibbins Plains? Oh, it's great. It's so much fun. I'd only had one opportunity before um, to just drive around the circuit and get a feel of it. Um, and I also had um, a time in a simulator, so I got to do a couple of laps of Simmons then, but it wasn't really the same as like actually being in the car on the track. Um, so just getting to be on track and get a little bit more experience in the car, I just loved it. Yeah, definitely. Can I ask a quick question? What what was the simulator that you got to practice on? Where was that? Um, I don't actually know what kind of simulator it was. It was like one of the proper ones, um, with the like the it the whole thing moves and everything. Yeah, like yeah. one of the proper racing simulators. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the guys that had been helping me out, one of his friends had one, so um I got the opportunity to have a go in that, which is really cool. Yeah, and how much did that help you on the day? Um, I think that helped me a fair bit more just to kind of have um, like the idea of all the corners and stuff and um, just kind of a general idea of the track, I guess. Yep, yeah, definitely. So what did you do, take us back to that, that very day, what did you do to prepare yourself for that day once you woke up in the morning? Um, I kind of had to get myself in a good mental state um I tried to kind of zen out as much as I could and not be yep. too stressed for the day um and then it was pretty late in the day I think so I had most of the morning just kind of going over um some notes and everything um and just because some of the one of the assessments was a um written one so I was just got kind of going over all the notes um, and like all the track stuff, trying to get as much information in my head. Yeah, definitely. So was it a, a practical and a theory test? Like what was harder? Um, I, I think, I don't think one or the other was hard. I think they were both kind of the same. Yeah. Um, I think that... Because there was a there was the driving test obviously, and then there was the um, practical um, the theory test, and then there was also a fitness test. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I found it quite easy, kind of like all the tests. I didn't really find it as difficult as I thought it would be. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, so, how has your life changed since 
that test day uh, and making it to this stage? Um, I'd say it's kind of just set me on a whole new path. Like before I found the competition, I was just kind of working, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and stuff. But now that I've gotten this far into the competition, it's just set me into a whole kind of new life, just um, giving me heaps of different experiences and opportunities that I normally wouldn't have gotten to experience if I hadn't been in this competition, like going to the UK. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely one big one there. Uh, what, what would you have told yourself if a year ago, if you would have like, you know, this is what you're going to be doing in a year, would you have believed yourself at that stage? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I would have laughed. <laughs> cool. You're going to go to UK now. You're going to race cars over there for a competition to win stuff. So yeah, no, congratulations. It's really good. So what's the schedule from here now? You got two weeks till you fly out and then what sort of happens in that period and, and, and after? So I head over to Melbourne, 20th of Feb, and then I have a quick stopover in Abu Dhabi before heading to London. Um, I have about a week just kind of sightseeing and getting used to um, the UK, I guess. And then 2nd and 3rd of March um, are the second round of assessments, um, which are held at the PFI karting track near Grantham, I think that's how you say it, which is about two, three hours from London. And then from there, 15 will be chosen to compete on the 4th at Croft Racetrack. And then 10 will be selected to fly over to Europe to determine the six winners who will race in the 2022 GT Cup Championship. Wow. <laughs> How <laughs> exciting does that sound to say, though? Oh, really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what are you doing to prepare yourself for all this currently? Um. It's kind of, I was, I'm kind of repairing the way that I did for my first assessment, but just a lot more, um, just kind of working out pretty much every day as much as I can, um, going over, we, cause the first assessment, um, we had a basic of motorsports course that we got to do beforehand. So kind of just going over all that information, um, trying to learn a little bit more about cars and the tracks and everything um we have a number of different tests so we have a driving test on track um simulator test a mental performance test um reactions test technical and data test a media interview and also a surprise test on the day so kind of just trying to prepare for all of that (laughs) wow so surprised i want to quickly i haven't got this down for you but how you how do you think you're going to go with the media side? Because I know when we talked to you last, it was sort of the first time you talked to any kind of media, which I still don't think I am. But <laughs> since then, you've obviously done it a bit. How do you think you're going with that so far? Um. All right. I think I've since the podcast, the last time I was on the podcast, I did, um, I think, a couple of um, radio shows and I also got a article in our local newspaper. So I've gotten a little bit more experience, but... I think it will probably just come down to the day and, um, yeah, just kind of taking everything in and just not being too stressed, I guess. <laughs> yep. That's definitely key. Now, I want to touch on that quickly. How is your mental state right now? Um, not too bad for the moment. Um, <laughs> I have little moments where I get a bit stressed. But at the moment, I feel quite calm about it. Um, but I'm sure the closer it gets to the assessment day, the more nervous I'll be. But right now, I'm just excited to be going to the UK. 
Yeah, so planning to do all this stuff at the moment was obviously taking your mind off things anyway, I imagine. So it's probably a good Yeah. How, how, who have you connected with so far on the journey? Um, well, most of the finalists, we're all in a WhatsApp group chat. So we all kind of talk on there a bit regularly. Um, all the women are really nice and helpful. It's a really great community to be a part of. Um, there isn't really any individuals that I've really connected with. Um, but yeah, most of us are kind of all talking to each other, which is really nice. So who's your biggest competition so far? <laughs> um, I don't think there's anyone specific just yet. Okay, no problems. I didn't think there would be. Uh, so you mentioned a week of sightseeing and stuff first. What are you planning to see while you're over there? Uh, not quite sure yet. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what's the best places to visit. I'll probably do all of, like the big things like the Big Bend and all that, but still trying to figure out everything. <laughs> Okay, so if you're listening to the podcast, definitely hit hit Grace up. Yes, and, please. And uh, let, let her know where to go because uh, there's plenty of good things to see over there, I'm sure. Uh, have you planned, are you been getting any uh, track time in to practice at all or it's just nothing at the moment? Uh, no, not really. Uh, apart from having the track time at my first assessment day, I haven't really had the means to get out on the track again, unfortunately. So it's kind of been more just focusing on the more written stuff and everything. But, yeah, I'm hoping when I get over there I might be able to get a track day somewhere, but nothing here. Have you had any more time in the sim or any kind of racing? Like no, that? I have not. <laughs> okay, cool. You're going in blind. I can't wait. This is going to be good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, what was what surprised you most so far out of the experience? Um, Probably how far I got through. I didn't really expect to make it through to the finals, especially when I like applied for the competition. I kind of just did it as a a bit of a on a whim, and then when they started getting a bit more serious, I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually happening!" <laughs> yep, this is actually something that could could go. Um, yeah. How are your friends going with this whole experience? Ah, uh, I think they're taking it all pretty good. They're really supportive. Um, yeah, all all of them are really just happy for me that I'm getting to this opportunity really any of them offering to be the bag boy or girl to head over there with you or what <laughs> no no i don't think um many of them could afford it <laughs> okay cool so let's let's start heading down that track who would you like to thank anyway for getting you this far um definitely alan rock he has helped me get a lot of these opportunities so without him a lot of it definitely wouldn't happen i probably wouldn't have gotten through um to getting the um, assessment day done. He did help get all that track stuff sorted. So he has helped me a lot. Um, I have my two sponsors, but uh, Buttons Brewery and Stickaholic Products. Um, they were first people to donate and help me out. So that was really great. Um, also my parents, two of my biggest supporters, helping with um, money and doing as much as they can to make sure that I could get this far and just all my friends, um, everyone that has helped me and donated money to me and everything. Now, speaking of that, yes. how can people help and what is the best way for them to help currently? Um, so I have a GoFundMe set up to help me get over to the UK and kind of sustain living over there if I get through the rest of the finals. Um, so just donating any small amount. Um, it's all linked on all my social media platforms. Um, 
or even if they're just anyone that's looking for any sponsorship opportunities, then definitely send me an email as well. Definitely do. Definitely help Grace out. Now, quickly. Yes. I can't believe that. So this whole process is footed the bill from your end. Is there a point where they start footing the bill on the other end? Um, I think they're covering a night's accommodation for us on um, the second assessment. But yep. I think if you once we get through a bit further into the finals, they might be footing a little bit of the bill, hopefully. Okay. Cool. So the further you get, the, 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 the less... The, the, the easier it will be for you. But definitely it's a huge outlay. Obviously, you're the only Australian going over there at the moment. Yeah. You're, you've got to travel the furthest out of everyone. And yeah, yeah. the further you get, the, the longer you got to be there, which is crazy. So good luck with that. I hope – how close are we with your, your donations to, to what you wanted to get? I haven't checked it just recently. Um, I think we're at 3,600, which is amazing. Um, But the goal was 5,000, so – Hopefully we'll get there. Yes, I'm sure you will. Hopefully, I'm definitely hitting it up with everyone I can. So, and thank you for there. your donation as well. That I was amazing. Nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't say nothing to anyone. Um, <laughs> where can people follow your journey? Um, I have my social media platforms. So Grace Howard Racing on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all the same. And yeah, that has all my details there. The GoFundMe's um, also linked on all those pages. Okay, so quickly once again, what date is the second uh, assessment? Uh, The 2nd and 3rd of March. 2nd and 3rd of March, cool. We will all be following in intensely on your socials to catch that. Um, Thank you. Look, Grace, thank you so much for your time again. Um, We all wish you the best of luck. And yeah, if you need anything, just let us know. Thank you so much. No problems. Good luck. Thank you. And thanks for that, Grace. Like I said, head over to her social accounts um, and give her a follow so you can keep an eye on what's going on. And March 6th, I think it is, I think she said, was um, when it all goes down. So you go over show your support for her. The only Aussie going over to Formula Women. And we've had her twice on this podcast. So um, help support her. So go check it out. Uh, well, let's head into the results section, LockedOnLads.com. No, Locked On Facebook page. Go check it out. We are all 15 followers at the moment and just over 250 likes we'd like to get a few more so head over and give that one a, a hit and, and like it and, and follow it and uh, see if we can get that up to 500 followers which is really cool there's all our streams will eventually go up there when i get my streaming legs back on and uh, also we've got um, other cool things happening on there as well so um, go check that one out it's also the place to find out the podcast when it drops straight away and what's in it Let's head into the results. Bathurst 12-hour OSR version was on over the weekend. Unfortunately, we didn't race in it, which was a shame, but it was run and won. So did you guys actually watch any of this? I uh, I did I did get to tune in um, at various points throughout the day. Didn't uh, didn't watch it in its entirety, but it, uh, it always seemed to be very exciting when I did. There was always a GT4 car that was um, causing a big train of GT3 cars behind it over the top of the mountain, and that uh, created a lot of havoc and um, and some fairly interesting racing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the point I saw was pretty much the, the start of it. I saw the first safety car. Unfortunately, Tom Wilkinson got a little bit um, 
Haley going down into Forest Elbow and one of the GT3 cars was not quick enough to respond and just hit him at the right angle, which bounced him off into the side pie wall, which just put him on his roof, unfortunately, which was a, a sad point. But it was um, very interesting to see, especially watching the, the strategy that you, you could already see unfolding in the early laps of, well, I'm not going to overtake you. I can definitely overtake you, but I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to stay fuel all the way through. So um, pretty good fun. Tim, did you get to catch yeah. any of it? Yeah, look, I watched a little bit of it, um, and what I was, what I watched was pretty good. Um, I think during that day I was I had a fair bit going on at home, but um, yeah, it was good racing. I didn't get to see the end. Um, I missed some of the drama around um, Logitech and whatever happened there. I'm sure, you know, Alex would be able to go into a bit more detail. It sounds like he watched a lot of it. Um, but one thing, um, Alex, maybe you can refresh us on this. Maybe you know a little bit more. Wilco, was there what were the bops for the cars? Was there anything put in place? The BAP. Anyone no, know? Because I just, I, no, I, just... I, don't know. I don't think areas have any idea. I've heard what what happened with it. So yeah, because there's the I, I don't know. I'd have to check it, but I feel like the the Mercs were hit pretty hard. But um, I Racing have released the bops for this weekend, um, and there's yeah substantial weight added to the Audi, the BMW, um, the Lambo. And the Merc, oh, even the Porsche. Porsche got 22 kilos added to it. Um, that's interesting. But anyway, I'll put, yeah, Alex, maybe you can run us through more of what you saw. No, I didn't didn't um, see too much with the balance of power. We were going to run the GT4 BMW, but just couldn't get a team together in time. And sort of glad in, in the end, because it, I think it would have been very scary in a GT4 uh, around there for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like um, the BMW was really fast in a straight line. and. And unless you were in a BMW or a Porsche, um, you were nowhere really. There was, I think, there was only what two, two or three Mercs in the whole field. Yeah, um, and they're at the yeah. back, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, um, you know, you'd, you'd probably say that the balance of power, um, you know, wasn't wasn't too even. If that's what you're seeing, uh, not a not a very good spread of cars really. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I've. Got, I'm just going through the results now. I'm trying to find out who got on pole. I know it's on a different thing somewhere else. Um, it's just not on my list right now. Uh, this looks like the official results. It's on the iRacing page. So Vendavel, Vendavel Sim Racing White, uh, which was uh, Dylan Bryce, Joshua Anderson, and Juan Lopez took it out, uh, leading leading for 115 of the laps of the 325 they completed. Um, that sound about right, Alex? Let's go with that. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, that was um, a pretty significant effort from them. Evolution Racing Team in second with Ethan Grigolt, Riley, Preston, and Damon Woods. Uh, third was SSR Smith & Sons Racing with Luke Rosella, Wayne Burke, and Tom Ferrer. Uh, that was in the GT3 class. So well done there. And that was the winning car was in a Porsche. The second car was in a BMW and the third car was in a BMW as well. So well done to those guys. Very, very strong effort. There was 12 seconds between first and second and then another 11 seconds back to third. So pretty good for a, a long run race. Uh, the GT4s, um, R8G Guest, uh, 888, was Vlad... Kamikovic, Kamik, yeah, that one. 
Mario Ventanian. Oh, well done. And Caleb Hyde's two, two familiar names floating around there in, in first. Uh, second was the uh, trans-Tasman entry of Jake Maloney, Richard Hampstead and Brady Myers, another fairly well-known name. And trans-Tasman got two on the podium by getting third with Lee Ellis, Madison Down and Brock Thalman. Um, the drive of the day, which was one of the prizes as well, uh, went to um, uh, P5, wins the drive of the day. This is in GT. Sorry, GT4 class. Um, spin on lap one and then fifth outright. Uh, so that is analytical uh, race in Oz esports with Justin Wallace, Tyler Blackburn, Luke Mitchinson, and Andrew uh, Mogridge. So well done to those guys. Uh, obviously, we, we mentioned it before. There was a little bit of controversy, as there always is, but there are two teams that had to retire uh, because they did have a 40% uh, race uh, lapse uh, limit to drivers. If you went over 40% of the end end amount of laps, then you for one driver, you had to be disqualified, unfortunately. And I think it was about 20 or 25%. Minimum, I think it's twenty percent minimum that you had to do as well. So um, that unfortunately took out what were the one of the favourites for the race at that stage. They were racing really well. Was uh, the Alters team of James Scott uh, with James Scott in it? Uh, unfortunately, James did one hundred and thirty eight laps and then realised that was going to go over forty percent, um, which then had to mean they were fifteen to go. They they retired in the pits and that was the end of them. Unfortunately, so yeah, that's. The results from what I can see. Um, anything there that we've missed out? No, I think just well done to Logitech as well to for getting behind it. The prizes that they put up for it were huge. Yeah, definitely. Um, so good on them. And, and so I just... watched I, I watched the qualifying too, the um, top fifteen shootout on the yes. Saturday night. That was a really good, really entertaining. Um, and it's nice to see that offered. Uh, you know, from a driver's perspective, it's totally different when you you're on the camera. On your own, yeah. And you got to put a put a lap around Bathurst, um, you know, a fast lap around Bathurst with the spotlight on you. And it yeah, came it down was... to it was only four four hundredths of a second between first and second. It was um, yeah, it was a really good show. Yeah, I'm just looking at qualifying now. So yeah, it was. Um, there's no results there, so I can't give you that. Um, yeah, I, I, the top fifteen shootout is really really good, especially. Uh, broadcast like that and shout out to the sim speed for for committing that much to it as well so um obviously the, the crew did a massive weekend uh so shout out to all those guys for for non-stop uh racing just quickly on to touch on in the gt4 class porsche first porsche second mclaren in third well done to those people um this is where i'm going to jump into the snl uh, results. Once again, I'm praying that Alex gets time to record this and drop it in, but uh, he he's promised me he will. Uh, so take it away, Alex McKellar. G'day everyone, Alex McKellar here again with your regular instalment of Top Flight Skippy action in the weekly wrap of Sunday Night Lights. 
Mountain Five saw the combination of a free track aligned with the engaging and challenging Foster's layout of Ulton Park, which drew out our second strength of field in a row, surpassing 5,000, and the strongest field so far this season at 52.46, firmly slotting this field in the top 10 all-time strongest official skippy races. In that context and beating out the only two holders of the mantle so far this season in Naoya Nagai and Christian Perez, the pole position winning time of Vasco Sarovsky was indeed an incredible effort. Fantastic to see the ANZ driver really taking it to some of the best skippy drivers in the world. Sarovsky was joined on the front row by Nagai, with the second row filled out by another ANZ driver in Corey Lean, with the great Dane, Dennis Johansson, starting fourth. Other ANZ drivers in the field included Brett McBurney, who started sixth, the Cowboys, Sam Devantia, somewhat short of a run this week, starting in seventh, and Neil Gardner just behind him in 11th. The air of anticipation and excitement at seeing Sarovsky starting from pole was only short-lived as the scourge of all internet races, connection issues, struck just as the red lights came on. It did not abate until much of the field had already deftly rounded his motionless car, Oh, how the world wide web can be a cruel mistress at times. ANZ drivers and fans' hopes were dashed further at Foster's later on in the first lap when three of our five hopefuls suffered further problems when both McBurney and the already struggling Sarovsky were struck from behind in the braking zone, with the latter being shunted directly into the rear of Devantia, making all but a perfect set of ANZ drivers being collected. While ANZ hopes were largely dashed, the race continued with a front pack that included the remaining contender, Corey Lean, who was hot on the tail of Johansson with Englishman Nathan Wade and the great Japanese hope in Naoya Nagai close behind. Current series leader Christian Perez was also hunting them down, but it was sometimes outrageous and sometimes amazing racing that ensued, which brought Perez back into the front pack where the race was really on in earnest. The lead was exchanged almost as often as positions themselves as the leaders jockeyed for their shot at the win. It wasn't until lap 15 that the lead pack was busted up when Wade caught the rear of Nagai's car in the high-speed run through Turn 1, taking them both out of contention. Or so it appeared, until the elbows out racing saw Wade brought back into it and the four frontrunners went side by side in their pairs for the better part of the last lap before the great Dane, Dennis Johansson, managed to outplay the Spaniard Christian Perez to take the win. Corey Lean beat out the hard-charging Wade to take the final step on the podium, with Martin Booker rounding out the top five just 1.6 seconds behind. The remaining ANZ drivers in the race were led by Brett McBurney, who managed to recover to eighth position, Perhaps the recovery driver of the night, though, or certainly the most adventurous, at least, was that of Vasco Sarovsky, who, after starting pole, was dead last inside the first four laps and then recovered to finish 10th. Absolutely amazing. Neil Gardner suffered similar issues but recovered to finish in the points in 12th. Briefly looking at the other splits, with over 4,200 I-rating required to buy your ticket into the top split, the second split once again saw an incredibly strong field, with a soft just under 3,200, which itself is higher than the average top split strength of field for the first five seasons of Monday Night Lights, there were some quality drivers on show. 
Alexis Vico took out the honours with ANZ drivers climbing as high as third position with Team Milo boss man Russell Clark filling that role. Trevor Foster finished fifth, Paul Wilson in ninth, just ahead of the mysterious Mark N in tenth. Nathan Verney managed only 11th with Mitchell Nichols, Sean Doyle and Ryan Portelli in 14th to 16th respectively. The third split saw Mark Jeffo Jeffrey take out second position and Jason Wilman in fourth. The great Ken Hyams picked up some much-needed SNL points in tenth. Turning our attention to the championship standings after five rounds, we see the top 20 starting to take shape. Christian Perez continues to lead the way ahead of last season's champion Julian O'Frey. Mitchell Nichols continues to be the leading ANZ driver and clings to third place on the ladder. Sam Devantia drops out of the podium positions down to fourth and Russell Clark rises one position to find himself in the top five. Neil Gardner remains in seventh with Vasco Sorovsky in ninth. Nathan Verney rose to twelfth position and with his podium position in the third split, Mark Jeffrey launches into the top 20, landing in 13th, just ahead of Corey Lean in 14th. Brett McBurney also finds himself in the top 20, just sneaking onto the leaderboard in 20th. Next week, we head to the Hungaro ring that will present its own unique challenges to our merry band of skippy drivers. Make sure you join us on track or for the live broadcast over at Twitch on the Top Split TV channel at 9.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, which is GMT plus 11. Or check out the replay on the Top Split YouTube channel. But until then, thank you to the community for their ongoing support of the series. I'm Alex McKellar, and until next time, ciao for now. And thanks for that, Alex. Uh, another big week of um, SNL, and we're not trying to take on the top split broadcast from you by doing it just on a Saturday afternoon. That was just a random thing, I promise. Just don't come back to the podcast, Alex. Please, please. We didn't mean it. Uh, let's get into, I, I, I'm assuming, Alex John's pinnacle for where he wants to aim in his career, which is getting to the Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup in the Porsches. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? Battle for $200,000? No, AOG was a real reality check. I uh, uh, Very, very, very well grounded. That, that's never going to happen. Okay, well, so the first race was run on the Pro Series on the weekend, so um, congratulations to all those who made the field. So there was a good 34 cars that, that took, took the field in the first race. Uh, there were some pretty major incidents from what I saw, and there was some interesting um, versions of that on Twitter. Twitter was ablaze with people tilting their own two cents into the, what happened in their race and, and how they went, but there were some really good results. Um, I'm not going to pronounce that, uh, but Govan um, won the race in car number 53, so well done, by two seconds over Graham Carroll. Jeremy Bootlup. Uh, Diego Pinto in fourth and Cooper Webster uh, coming in there fifth, 2.7 seconds behind the leader. So well done to all those. And it's going to be very interesting to see these guys battle it out for the big prize money over the coming weeks. But let's head into the Australasian E-Series Championship, which Raymond Yeager has recorded some stuff for us. Uh, so he's going to take us through... Uh, recap from round one and season three um, of uh, the the E-Series Championship. So take it away, Raymond. Hello and welcome. I am Raymond Jager and this is the race report for the My Private Seller Australasian Supercar E-Series. 
On Sunday night, we hosted round one of season three at Homestead Miami Speedway. We had 29 cars take to the grid for the 134 lap race. The race would see only one caution and would also see a rather tame for this series on this track, 10 lead changes for the night. Before we get into the action, let's take a brief look at qualifying. We would see 25 cars set a time and it would be a Ford Mustang top three lockout with a number 15 of Scott Rankin taking the pole position posting a lap of 32.695 seconds. Just ahead of Adam Malone in the number four who managed a 32.707 completing the lockout would be the returning number 22 of Barry Neal with a 32.735. Now onto the race with only two sets of tyres for the entirety of it it would no doubt come down to which driver would look after their tyres the best. Pole sitter Rankin would lead the field away and was able to hold the lead for just two laps before the number 23 of Raymond Jager would take his turn at the front, having started from sixth position on the grid. Jager would lead just the one lap before the 850 of Blake Urquhart took over from him and the 806 of Jai Schultz, having seen his teammate make the move, would also move up into the second position. From here, Urquhart and Schultz would take control of the race. That was until the first caution came out on lap 14. This was caused by a car losing their way and adventuring onto the road course section of the track before stopping and bringing out the yellow flag. This yellow flag would see most of the field hit the pit lane for fuel. However, there were six cars, including your race leaders Urquhart and Schultz, that decided not stopping for fuel during this caution would be the right move. Time would tell if they were correct. The restart on lap 17 would see Urquhart and Schultz retake control of the race, this time for the next 30 laps or so, with most of the usual top contenders sitting back in the field saving their tyres. The first round of green flag pit stops would see the 98 of Steve Williams and the number 90 of Nigel Payton both briefly take over the lead of the race before they pitted to complete the pit stop cycle. Over the course of the next 12 laps, we would see Williams chase down and eventually pass Urquhart, who had continued to lead the race after the stops. By lap 74, we would see the second round of pit stops begin, and this would see the number 23 of Jager move back into the lead of the race, having made a different call on strategy to most at his second pit stop. He would hold a 10 second lead for much of the next 16 laps, before taking his final stop of the race on lap 90. This stop would see the number 4 of Malone move into the lead. Adam was one of the 6 drivers who did not stop for fuel at the caution on lap 14. He would finally take his last stop of the race on lap 106 and have fresh tyres for the final 28 laps to see if he could get the job done. The 015 of Brett Campbell, having done a superb job with getting extra laps out of his tank, would see himself lead the next seven laps before the 23 of Jager would take it back. Jager was on a charge and would set the fastest lap of the race on lap 92. In doing so, he would be the only driver to get under 33 seconds for a lap with a time of 32.938. No one would be able to get close to the Pinnacle Esports Racing number 23 from here and Jager would take a comfortable victory, crossing the line eight and a half seconds up the road from second place Simboy's entry of Cade Donnelly, and third we would see a returning from injury Troy Davidson, also of the Simboys. 
So what a round one it was, with Jager's strategy proving the difference. But we have no time to dwell, as we look forward to round two this Sunday, live from another track which in the past has provided great racing, Kansas Speedway. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, and you can catch all of the exciting action every Sunday night, live on the InterSim Esports Network. Thanks for that, Raymond. Go check out that series if you can. Find them on Facebook, uh, Australasian Supercar E-Series. Go get in there right now, especially racing those V8s around the ovals. Good fun. Let's move on to... We've only got two things left to talk about, which are Aussie Car and Aussie Car. Where do you want to go first, guys? Give me a, give me a spot. Let, let's go with the uh, Skippies. They were up first. Skippies? Let's do it. So Skippies were run and won at... One Hockenheim uh, in the Enduro. No, Hungaro? Hungaro ring, yep. Yeah, Hungaro ring. I'm, I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now. Um, how did you enjoy it, Alex? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, really good. Um, I think it's the first Enduro, because I have missed a couple of rounds. I think it's the first Enduro of the season. Yes. Um, so, you know, that brings in a different dynamic to the racing. you got to be a little bit more strategic, two pit stops. Um, Got to get your fuel right. Uh, this season, we have added the front tyre change to the enduro races. Um, so that, because you've got two stops... Why can't we uh, just do the rear tyre change? That'd be much more fun. <laughs> or, or diagonal, like, really. Um, uh, but, yeah, we've got the tyre the change now. So then you had to be a little bit strategic as to whether you took it in the first stop or the second stop. And a few people changed it up, um, you know, tried something different. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was uh, Cameron Dance that, that took the win from uh, Alex McKellar. Alex put it on pole, but uh, couldn't couldn't quite uh, break P1 on the night. Um, Dance just seemed to have it over everybody else with his fuel strategy. Um, sort of everyone just scratching he their seems heads. To do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he everyone's scratching. The v that time as well. That's right, yeah, scratching the heads as to, um, I think he came out of the pits a couple of seconds ahead. Maybe a little bit short field, because I think he did come back at the, <laughs> towards the end of the race. I uh, did, just... did I see a Milo car have to pit with a lap to go as well? Was that Clark? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, And because I believe the race, because it was timed, it was looking like it was going to be, I think, 24 laps, and it went the one lap extra. Um, <laughs> so that definitely caught a few people out, but... Uh, did Russell yeah, get no. speeding in the pits as well? Did I see that? No, that was uh, Snell. Snell, oh, from Snell a, was it? Oh, okay. Mm, from a good position. Oh, I so. do see him right down the bottom there too. Look at that. Yeah, no. So so at the end of the day, it was uh, Dance from McKellar from uh, John Skoltz in third and myself in fourth, uh, being the biggest mover, seeing as I had oh, such a, that, yes. a rubbish qualifying. Uh, tune up there again in that's fifth. that's right yeah darren put in a really good race um brody as well i have to say he put in a really good race uh uh the solid consistent drive and i was around him for most of it because um you know we we're both starting back in about about the same place great battles with sean doyle bringing it home in seventh position uh and then we got tim harris and jeremy bush neil gardner rounding out the top 10 yes definitely good good work all um yeah, some, some good uh, Very well done yourself, getting up nine positions. Uh, Jeremy Bush up seven as well. Uh, and as you said, Brody Cook up six. Very, very well done. Uh, the one car with zero X, Leon Williams. Black Sheep iRacing, locked on iRacing's own. Very much. Very well done. Uh, what do you reckon? Enjoyable Hungaro ring? What do you think of it? 
Yeah, look, it's a, it's an interesting track. Um, one, if you had a bit of time to learn, um, I think you'd you'd quite enjoy it. It's a track that you've really got to make uh, the most of your opportunities, and and you've really got to learn the limits because it's one of those GP tracks where there's a lot of runoff. Um, you know, there there are some spots where it's uh, very touch and go as to whether you get a slowdown. Um, you know, there's places where you can pick up that tactical 1x let's call it <laughs> yeah. um and and as you can see there's only one person that didn't get uh, any x's and and once you got the x it was sort of a bit of a free-for-all but you've really got to learn your track limits there to go fast um yeah uh, but yeah it was a it was a really good challenge and a lot uh it felt narrow in a skippy i can't imagine driving a formula one car around there yeah no it lo- doesn't feel like a formula one track at all um let's go into the championship alex mckellar takes a strong lead now. He's got 14 points on John Schultz, uh, who's then got three more points back to Ben Snell. Darren Tune, like I said, very consistent this year, sitting in fourth. Cameron Dance in fifth. Sean Doyle in sixth. Russell Clark in seventh. Neil Gardner in eighth. Timothy Harris in ninth. And Nathan Verney rounding out the 10. Brody Cook takes the first place currently in the road to 2K ahead of Craig Kerman, John Snell, and then Ashley Knowles in fourth. Uh, the team's championship. Now, if you take Van Diemen Racing Team Otis or Milo, I reckon that's Milo. It'd, it'd have to be Milo at the top. It is. Yes, it would be. Milo on top, 656. Sorry, we've just got emojis here. I'm just trying to work it out from emojis. That's <laughs> burning. I don't know why. Um, and uh, Van Diemen Racing Team Otis in second on 602. However, third place, Locked On iRacing Podcast 559. Um, and then Top Split Racing, third place, 559. Uh, and then White Knuckle Racing, fifth place in 553. So there's six points covering the, the final podium spot. Uh, Alex, can you take a few more weeks off, please? That'd be great. <laughs> no, we're, we're coming for you all. No, you're not. Please don't. Uh, that's Skippies for this week. Uh, let's head to TCR. I want to hear, have you got access to this spreadsheet, Tim? I do. Excellent. Do you want to take on the Pro-Am and the Pros for us? Sure. Pro-Am. So race one, um, John Halloran uh, qualified first and finished first. Um, sorry, let me just sort it. Um, and then Liam Banks finished in second. Uh, Joshua Barry finished in third. Um, and then uh, Max Donnelly in fourth. James Lavins finished in fifth. Brady Shepard in sixth. Uh, Jeremy Bush from Locked On. Finished in seventh, Jake Burgess in eighth, Bernie, Nathan Bernie in ninth, and running at the 10 was Theo Taylor. Um, zero X for John Halloran, and fastest lap was done by Josh Barry. And race, uh, sorry, I got those mixed up. Race two, sorry. Uh, Liam Banks. Are you had, talking, um, hold on, isn't Pro M the Hockenheim? Oh no, we're at the Indy, didn't we? Look at that, I'm on the wrong way. Yeah. Look at that. I'm th- I, was, I, I sorted the wrong but, one for you. Well, good. lucky you didn't sort it because I sorted the other page. I know you already done it. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, Liam Banks actually got zero uh, X um, and fastest lap in the first race. Well done. Um, After his few... um, concern last week, that's pretty good. Yeah, and look, four four zero Xs um, in the first race, which is just is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Second race, so John Halloran finished um, obviously started tenth because of reverse grid and finished first, which is a huge effort. Um, Max Donnelly finished second. Theo Taylor finished third. 
excuse me, Liam Banks finished fourth, Jeremy Bush finished fifth, uh, sixth was Brody Shepherd, James Blevins was in seventh, uh, Josh Barry um, in eighth, and Farron Hancock's ninth, with Tom Hunt finishing out the tenth. And uh, fastest lap was done by Joshua Barry and uh, two zero X's, uh, John Halloran and Leon Williams. Um, and yeah, John Halloran was easily the biggest mover as a group with nine up nine spots, which is massive. He, he couldn't move anymore. No, really, you couldn't. <laughs> uh, just overall for the for the round, uh, John Halloran uh, first, hundred three points. Liam Banks in second. Well done, Liam. That's a very good effort. Ninety five points. And third was Max Donnelly on ninety two points. Um, you ready for the results of the championship so far? Then should we? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. John Halloran in first, Max Donnelly in second, James Blavins in third, Jeremy Bush in fourth, Josh Barry in fifth, Brody Shepherd in sixth, Theo Taylor in seventh, Nathan Burney in eighth, Farron uh, Hancock's in ninth, and Liam Banks rounding out the ten. I assume that's going to change a little bit with a few cars now not racing, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so I think there's the, obviously yeah, there's a bit of hangover, not just from all the other drama that's going on in the background, but also there was a definitely in pro there was a lot of um, hangovers from the twelve hour. And yes, of, it seemed like drivers, a lot of the yeah. GT four cars were TCR drivers. So mm. yeah, that's fair. Uh, yep. Let's so, head on to the pro series. Anyone really watching that anymore? Uh, excuse me, um, pro. No? So yeah, uh, yes. Well, no one okay. watched it last night because it wasn't broadcast. But, no. um, yeah, look, uh, races, obviously Ryan qualified first. Ryan O'Sullivan qualified first and finished first. Um, second was Ben Snell. Third was myself. Fourth was Nick Wood. Uh, Ashley Norman in fifth. Nathan Norman in sixth. Uh, Timothy Harris was seventh. Matthew Brunt in eighth. Matthew, uh, Marty Turner in ninth. And Jordan Ross in tenth. Um, a few zero X's there. I won't call them out because there was five there, so that's a pretty good effort. But fastest lap was done by Jordan Ross. Um, Simon Mazomo up 10 places. Well done. Good effort. Alex Keller yeah, up eight. Eh. Eh. Yeah. So Simon wasn't, Simon even like three minutes before the server opened wasn't racing. Um, really? Yeah, he'd actually put in Aussie car that he was done for the night. He was too tired from the night before and, and the day before. And I think they actually, their car went. They so pulled a Braden. You yeah, you know, well, I think I think if I'm right, for the couple of minutes I did watch the 12-hour, Simon's, I don't know if Simon was driving, but their team, their car actually flipped on the roof. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and then race two, um, obviously a reverse grid um, where I missed a start. Um, Jordan Ross started first and finished first. Um, you, Sorry. You're right, sorting that. I've got it. It's all good, mate. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Apologize, apologies to the listeners. Um, second was, was Ryan O'Sullivan. Third was Matthew Brunt. Um, and Ashley Norman in fourth. Marty Turner in fifth. Uh, Nathan Norman in sixth. Mitch Dean in seventh. Uh, Reese Gardner in eighth. Daniel Yeoman in ninth. And Alex John, who did lead for one lap in tenth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, fastest lap was Ryan O'Sullivan. Um, and only one zero X in that race. That's interesting, uh, which is Marty Turner. Well done. Uh, quick one too. Da- Daniel Yeaman up 14 places. Big effort there. And um, Dale Sharp up nine places. And Ryan O'Sullivan obviously starting 10th up eight places to get second. Well done indeed. Yeah. 
uh, the round championship, which is something that I like visiting. It's cool. Ryan Sullivan first, Jordan Ross second, Matthew Brunt in third. So, oh, actually, Eagle third, Ashley Norman. So, well done, you two. Uh, brings the championship overall to uh, Ryan O'Sullivan in first with a pretty a commanding lead now. Jordan Ross in second. Uh, Daniel Yeaman and Marty Turner in third. Braden Martin has slipped to fifth with Eagle with Nathan Norman. Seventh is Sebastian Flock. Eighth is Ashley Norman. Ninth is Mitch Dean. And tenth is Timothy Harris. So well done. Uh, the overall teams. Championship is looking a bit like chicken up racing in first and then uh, a locked on lads and locked on black sheep racing equals second. Um, just nine points behind first there and locked on racing sitting a further 10 points back in fourth. High octane, Sib Sports in fifth, Drop Dead Motorsports in sixth, Synergy, Synergy Sim Racing in seventh, Pool Guys Motorsport Orange in eighth, Pool Guys Auto Motorsport Orange. Uh, green in ninth and top split racing rounding out the 10 when have i ever had to say that in my life wow <laughs> they won't be back um let that's it no more results we've done it all we've done it we hopefully get to hear from carl with next week now that anscar is going to have an actual mm. race again it's gonna be really good uh so can't wait to hear that what are you up to alex john for the coming week or so uh, yeah, look, uh, I guess watch out for me on the, the SimSpeed broadcast because they would do a much better job of uh, of uh, airing my coverage than I would um, <laughs> with my potato PC. But uh, yeah, look, I think we've got on this week AOG, actually got TCR on Monday, AOG on Tuesday, Skippy's on Thursday. And I think then we must be into the first round of the SCOP supports. Um, which I think is the 15th. Uh, no, not the 15th, because that would be a Tuesday. It will be, um, yeah, coming up very 18th. shortly. 18th. 18th, yeah. yeah. yeah so not, not, not next weekend, Probably but the week. one after it. And that's uh, three, well, that's I think that's a triple header for the first one. I think just about everything's racing. So that's going to be very hectic. Yeah, can't wait to see that. Hopefully it should be good fun this year. Um, not actually knowing some cars racing in it, which will be good. Um, Tim? Where can people find you? What do you got planned besides crashing into me at the Coliseum every time you go past me? Well, yeah, I was going to say when I go past you lapping, um, yeah. that's the plan. Um, but that's always the plan. <laughs> um, plans, plans for this week are well, you can find me at. Um, I'm hoping to turn my stream back on. Um, we'll see how my computer handles four screens and um streaming at the same time i'm sure it'll be fine you might have um, a new pc well, on the on the works <laughs> no, perhaps, no, we, perhaps no. we won't see anything <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. um yeah so yeah look twitch.tv um forward slash timmy buckets um that's the hope we'll see you on thursday night um so that's this thursday night um so racing the la coliseum and then um next week will be monday night at um uh, red bull ring um for tcr um, and in between whatever I can, if I might, I'm like, I'm not going to do a TCR um, official. There's no chance, not at Lime Rock. Um, so outside of that, I don't think I'll be doing much. It'll be just a lot of laps, just practice. Um, and spare time, spare time will be putting a little bit of time into the ATVO um, yeah. visuals for the locked on stream when we 
I get those done. It won't happen. I won't be ready for Ranscar when um, no, we'll, we do we'll that. No, we'll use Ranscar stuff when yeah. that happens. But um, yeah. eventually we'll cross over and have our own, which will be good. Yeah, They're looking definitely. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. So I have uh, obviously the clash at the Coliseum this Thursday night, so hopefully I can stream that. That's the plan. I, I was supposed to stream on Sunday night, but I was not in the mood to do so, and, yeah, it was just too late. Stream is working really well, though, so that is a, a positive. We've got the all the issues sorted out on my end as far as uh, OBS, so that's all, all fixed up, which is getting a full 6,000-something bit rate, so the max bit rate that it can get, uh, and, and running smooth at 1080p, which is really good. Um, you can find that at LockedOnLads.com. No, twitch.tv slash locked on lads. Uh, locked on lads YT on face on YouTube as well is going to get the feed as well. Facebook locked on lads will get the feed as well. So all the streams will be going out to all three of those places at the same time. When I finally upgrade my rig, I'll have my special fourth monitor up, which will be able to read all the chats at the same time, which will be good. But um, until then, it's going to be a bit hit and miss on, on what chat I catch and what chat I don't catch. So stick with us. Uh, Tim, buy a small, cheap, graphics card put it in your computer and run the fourth monitor off that do yourself a favor you'll be right why well i've got a graphic card graphics card that does four well there you go but this is just takes a little bit of pressure off it does it yeah. can i and, do that and if you're having uh trouble with your your text chat i hear that uh the text to speech is really good that's a winner give that a go no i hate it because then <laughs> russell get in, get in chat and make me fucking go off the track i just uh... oh, no i don't want that um yeah I've got I've got things that put it over and and I've just got to set it up and and yeah it's just not not fun. Mm. But Don't I, worry, I, I I tried the uh, the text to speech when I was in VR and yes, it, not being able to see any keys to turn stuff off as well when people do start <laughs> Russell start yeah no. I, I've seen Manny Mites does it on his streams and like I type in chat to him and then I hear it and I'm like that just sounds stupid I don't want to type anymore. Um, but that's just how I feel. That's just me. Uh, but we have got, like I said, we've got some stuff going up with Locked On Lads TV. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Wilco's Chill Zone on Twitter. I'm trying to be a bit more active over there, um, ranting and raving and, and all that kind of stuff over there. Um, but, yeah, that's the main things. Just like I said, go check out Grace Howard on on Grace Howard Racing on all the socials and, and give her a follow and help donate some money to her to get her over there. She's a little bit short of a goal, but... We have paid, like, as in the community has paid for tickets so far. So um, we just got to get some accommodation over there. But other than that, I think we've V8s on Sunday. That's right, at Spa. I've done a bit of practice there. Um, feeling a bit more confident. Like, just picked up Spa straight away and only did 8x in about seven or eight laps. Didn't have any offs, like major offs or anything like that. And, and was fairly well on the pace, which is good, a good feeling, especially with no setup. I was just running the... Um, the Silverstone setup, which was no good for for um Spa, but that's that's this Sunday, and then yeah, so we'll see what what we're doing after that. But hope hopefully if work calms down a bit a little bit, I might do some more streaming during the day or get a bit more practice in. But Anne's car's not too far away, so the Daytona 500s next time you'll see me in a big race. But that is it. Thank you for everyone for listening to us. Thank you for putting up with us. And if you made it to the end of the podcast, you are a true friend and you are a positive member of the community. So thank you so much. Continue being that. That's what we want to highlight, more positive members of the community. And we want more positive members out there. Be vocal. Be vocal but positive, please. Um, drown out the negative. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great week, and we will be back next week for more news and results. Have a good week. Bye.